Hello, everyone. It's that time. And as usual, we're going to roll in with some tunes, thematic. And Zach's first guess while Jared is scrolling Twitter. What you got, Zach? This is today by. Today no, it's. I know what it is. <laughs> I think I know it's what better, it is. Better than Ezra, right? <laughs> Actually, it's Gin Blossoms. Yes. It's a Gin Blossoms. I told you. Because. You know why, Jared? No. Jealousy. Oh my God! I'm, I'm gonna let this Ow. go. Keep going. Do you know why? You don't know why? You know why? You know why gin blossoms? No, I don't know why gin blossoms. Because it's not the gin blossoms. <laughs> nice save, right? Well, this would I, be. I said better than Ezra. And you know what I meant? Honestly, I swear to God. In my head, better than Ezra is Oasis. That is like, and it's not. That's sacrilegious. It, like I, just, I, that's like Jared not knowing the Beatles. No. Yes, that's it not, is. No, because Oasis, Oasis thought they were the Beatles. Beatles part no. two. That's yes, they were. Sucked. I mean, that's not even a good that's song. That's their only song Nobody anybody knows. knows. Wonderwall is the crowd fan favorite for Man City. Yeah, I know. The boys are from there. And what happened this week? Man City yes. destroyed Real Madrid. You were you were working me and, Jer- <laughs> me and Zach weren't we were God. we were watching Champions League texting I, you and you didn't reply. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody I work with listens to this. Although, I think there might be some. What was going on <laughs> with the the whole thing on social media with dude and coach yelling at each other? Was did De Bruyne tell the coach to shut up twice? Uh, I like loudly. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that. All I like saw Pep, was a lot of goals. I think Pep was on the sideline yelling at him to pass the ball, which I think we've all done that. Um, and then De Bruyne loses the ball, and he turns around and says, shut up twice to him. Hmm. I, maybe. I, I did see, but because I was working <laughs> and on calls <laughs> while watching. Zach's I had boss, he was working while small screening <laughs> Champions I had, League. I, no, no. I, I have an actual, like, <laughs> 40 inch TV in my office that I turn on. Which and I screen turn the sound is cl- off. which screen is closer to your face? The the one I'm working on. Okay, so then technically you were working first. Yeah. yeah so I'm job. looking one way and then I'll just kind of casually glance like I'm looking out the window, but I'm actually watching Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we're down here in Midtown yet again. This time we are at our friends over at Urban Chestnut. Um, uh, real quick beer review. Jared, what you got? What are you drinking? I have the Balkans um, treat lager. It's delicious, Balkan. as always. And I'm I have Stamtish. Stamtish. And our guest Ooh, is also st- drinking a Stamtish. Yeah, did you hear him? Zach's favorite. Enunciation. Yeah, he's, oh, you know, my God. I said Stamtish. He's the his. chief enunciation officer on our in our group, yeah, and that's his favorite. He is, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to repeat your mispronunciation. C-A-O. And go, yes, I'm drinking a Stamtish. Stamtich. <laughs> is it good? It's delicious. Yeah, there we go. Come see them because they've got smash burgers too that rival their. I'm going to have to Whoa, get one of those. What are you drinking, crybaby Sally Pissy Pants? I am drinking <laughs> a. On a 72 hour cleanse. 72 hours. I do it once a year. Oh my God. You know why I do it? I'll tell you why I do it. And especially, I might no, do it more often no because once why. a week I sit across the table from you and I'm like, I do not want to be that guy. <laughs> So I cleanse. <laughs> Touche. Water. Touche. Touche. There you go. Um, that was a lot. I know. You know, it's funny. I've, done, I've only done it one time before, and I came back from Baltimore, which uh, we'll talk about that in a second. And I'm like, I'm going to go three days. Three days, no food, just water and coffee. 
I get the no drinking. I, I really, I don't. But for you, I get it. <laughs> and but the no food thing, weird. I mean, aren't you hungry? I don't know. I saw it on. I don't know. Maybe. Twitter or TikTok or something. Apparently, people say it's cool. It's just weird. <clears throat> it's actually weird. The weird part is day middle two thirds of the way in day two, like everything moves faster, clearer. Like you my head is definitely clear. You should have scheduled your colonoscopy for this week if you're going to do that. No, nah, I do. I do that whenever like post holidays. To it's mm. better than getting a gym membership. <laughs> For the three days after, yeah. Yeah. So okay. um, let's talk about Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Because uh, that was fun. <laughs> said it, it, no one who was yeah, on the trip. It was fun us. for three fourths of our teams, two thirds of our teams. That's true. Sure. 16 and 17 is um, really well. They win the advance. Uh, Baltimore's next flex event. If you win your group, you advance, you go to the tournament in Dallas, uh, the final MLS, ne- MLS Next event of the year. Um, R15s look good, but couldn't pull it off. So they we will be going down to Dallas in a showcase mode. So, yep. Um, but congrats to the 16s and 17s for a really strong weekend. 16s, um, 17s looked really good. Um, really hope Andon recovers quickly. Yeah. That was one of the most brutal sounds ever. Our, our boy Andon on the U16s had a little bit of a broken arm snafu. Um, so what, hopefully what he you recovers. Mean he broke his arm. Yeah, bad, <laughs> badly. Bad. Had to have surgery and yeah. Yeah. So um, so. Good on him. Recover. See you back soon. Um, so I, I do want to tell you guys a story, though, real quick about my return trip. <clears throat> you guys are all on Reddit a little bit, right? You know, you yep, know, on Reddit, yep, I am the, you know, the page. Am I the asshole? Oh, yeah. I had one of those moments. A-I-A. Like a definable. Yes. Um, did, you, did you research your cleanse on Reddit? Is that, is that <laughs> no, 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 you, Jared? You're gonna love this one. Okay. You, you're gonna be like, you're gonna, you're gonna think that you have rubbed off on me to the nth degree when I tell you the oh, story. Oh boy! So on the way there, I'm sitting in traffic in DC, and it's brutal. And I'm like, I can't stand the thought of the airport being like the traffic. I don't like my seat position. <laughs> I was in late B group. Southwest Airlines, right? Yep, yep. So I bite the bullet. I'm like, whatever, 30 bucks. I'm moving up to one through 15. Oh. Yep. And I get A4. I'm like, yes. Walk in, get in. And of course, there's soccer teams everywhere, lines out the ass at every counter. And I walk up to the gate, and all of a sudden, 50, 60, probably more uh, honor flight veterans <laughs> come, <laughs> come walking up. <laughs> To the gate that I'm about to go through. <laughs> so now you're a six. So you're 64. <laughs> so because right. I never, I never pay for the bump up, right? Big deal. You know, you sit in the beaker. Hey, PSA, real quick. Pause. I learned from one of our other parents that what's that? If you are uh, a Southwest card hold or card member, which I am, you get four redeemable upgrades per year. Really? So if you charge that thirty dollars to your Southwest card, you get three more for the year and they'll refund you that money. Sweet. Yep. Thanks just for the a little, PSA. Just a little PSA. Well, let me finish this real quick because yep. we're going to move on because our guest is like, you guys are freaking dipshits. <laughs> Almost walked out. <laughs> yeah. Twice. So, I, so then I become Karen and I walk up to the counter. Chad. Yeah. And I literally am like, excuse me. Um, I notice all these... <laughs> Uh, service was, members. Yeah, service members, veterans getting ready to fly. Do you know which flight they're on? She's like, oh, they're not with us. They're with Frontier. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
And I immediately had like guilt running through my body. Thank you for sharing. Thank, yeah, you know, so it was an am I the asshole oh, moment. Jared, boy. what do you think, man? You proud of me? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'm not proud of you. I'm disgusted. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed. Um, I just I just don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get the thinking. I mean, I don't treat people like that. I didn't treat them like anything. <laughs> it was internalized. I literally just wanted clarification you, on you almost got how upset that. I was going. <laughs> and I took the bait. Ooh. All right. Let's not waste any more time. No. We have a guest with us today um, who is knee deep in everything at City Park uh, on the radio with the team, has uh, her own special organization business called Mind to Define. We have Miss Dr. Jennifer Gansner. How are you today? Yeah, how are you? <clears throat> oh, yeah, how about that? Now you're not there, mine. There we go. Well, correct you. I'm not a doctor. And uh, I do go by Jennifer oh, C. Gansner. Oh, <laughs> Gansner, so is, I, I pick wisely where to use that name because sure. my husband's a retired FIFA and MLS referee. So it can be good, but also when people, especially people from Kansas City, don't like him a lot from the past. So sometimes I just divorce myself name-wise <laughs> from there. Kansas. Well, I, I get it. I get it. Well, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having thank, me. Thank you for stomaching Thanks that intro. Thanks for the beer. Thanks for the beer. Oh, it's, people go Seuss. <clears throat> they say Sice. It's Ganser. Ganser. It's fine. It's all good. I'm just like, so, yeah, Jen's good. So, Coach Jen. <laughs> yes, that's Why fine. don't we go or that route? Or just Jen. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, I stumbled across uh, you and your org and what you're doing uh, through Twitter, like everything else in this world, right? And it looked really, really interesting to me because, um, you know, obviously your relationship with the team, we're always curious about who's doing what, who's covering it, who's bringing the stories to light. Um, but then I kind of looked at what your org is, what uh, Mind to Define is, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect for our show because of the crossroads here. So before we get too deep into that, let's get a little bit of like lay of the land. Uh, you told us when you came in, uh, you were super stoked because your husband has to do all the running tonight. <laughs> you get to have beers because you have how many children and what sport do they play? Okay, I have four kids, a 16-year-old boy, a 14-year-old girl, a 12-year-old boy and a 7-year-old girl. And besides maybe the 16-year-old hanging up the cleats, um, I have three of them who play right now. So there are umpteen practices, I'm sure as you guys know. And Just like few. every weekend, it's like, how many games do we have? And so it was. it's kind of nice to not be on duty tonight. No carpool, nothing for me. <laughs> so well, let me ask you this logistically, because there's four of them and only two of you good guys. Uh, the 16-year-old, are they driving yet? Yes, he's driving. Um, that has been really nice. Yes. Uh, when my husband does travel for work, uh, for life outside of being an MLS and FIFA referee, he does travel. So occasionally, um, Georgie will get called upon to get in. And then I just bribe him, like, tell me what you want on Amazon. I'll buy it. <laughs> that's Well, that's awesome. But it does help, yeah. Yes. Well, because a year ago, he would have been 15 not driving. And there was four of them and two of you. And you can only drive one car at a time. That's right. And we so, just stuff as many kids as we can. Yeah illegally or otherwise in, in the vehicles. <laughs> so, so what's your, beyond your children playing, obviously your husband is engaged with the game at a very high level as a referee. Uh, do you have 
uh, your own personal relationship to the game as a player, coach, et cetera? L you know, lay that out for us a little bit if yeah, you don't mind. Yeah, I, I tease my kids because they're, of course, every kid, what kid isn't hyper-scheduled now, especially an athletic <clears throat> kid. Um, but I said, you know, I, I, I feel like I was hyper-scheduled before it was a thing. So I played soccer for St. Paul and Fenton. I grew up in Fenton, so I played for St. Paul and then somehow found myself into the um, uh, select part of the game um, through, it also takes some listeners back, so Mastercraft. Uh, and yeah. then our Mastercraft team only lasted like you, but we kind of like absorbed into Culping. So I was an original Culping girl and then <clears throat> played for both sodas, never the beer, um, played for different clubs and then also played in high school and then with basketball and softball as well. Nice. So when, when did the, uh, interest, love affair, passion with soccer kick in? Was it due to the boy you were chasing or was it uh, <laughs> post that with the kids engagement? You mean for coaching or for like when I was little? No, no just currently. So, I mean, obviously you're a big soccer fan given obviously yeah. everything you're doing, you know, when, when did soccer become really mm. uh, important beyond your college days? Yeah. So then I, I found my way at Lindenwood. I played there before it was the beast of a campus at, you know, just when it was the old campus. I don't even know if kids are living in those dorms anymore. They're probably too old. Weren't they trailers? They, there was a trailer park. There, the men's soccer team stayed there. I'm yeah, not. I we know. should know that because we never went there. No, we never visited them. <laughs> not, not this girl. <laughs> um, so I played through Lindenwood, and then kind of found a. I went on for my master's degree um, during those times. I was working a little bit for X and I went on for my master's degree. And that's kind of at least at the time there was a real hole in soccer for if, if especially if you were a girl, there really wasn't much unless you found your way onto a you know national circuit, and the, there was wasn't much of right. that. So it was kind of a dead hole. It wasn't until I turned 30 before it was like my final protest before having kids, I found an over 30 women's competitive team with names people would know from around here. And we went to the, well, they played in the open cup, uh, but the over 30, the protected division, we didn't play 22 <laughs> yeah. year olds. <laughs> you had to be 30 to play, but um, we yeah. went there a couple of years in a row and we went to the finals and it was pretty cool. That's awesome. So yeah. So, so you've mentioned a couple of times then your relationship with uh, radio. Yeah. Um, so, you know, where did that start? And, you know, give us a, give us some background on your initial radio experience and then, mm. you know, then that'll walk us up into what you're doing today. Yeah. So I, I actually went, when I went to Lindenwood, I was still a kid who didn't know what she wanted to be when she grew up. So it's like, oh, Lindenwood has a strong mass communication department. <clears throat> that seems like it's good. Maybe I'll do some psychology as well, which I did. And so I competed for what they, what they named at the time, the Robert Highland scholarship. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'll take it one Memorial Drive, the old building for CamoX down by the arch. And the internship, the, the scholarship was a paid internship. So $5 an hour, woo -woo, yeah, okay. uh, 40 hours a week. And then I got to kind of rotate through all of the aspects of radio from you know, traffic and continuity to sales, figured out real quickly, I don't like sales. Um, <laughs> operations found my way into, I worked the morning meeting. That takes any of you, I, you mm -hmm. might be younger than me, the oh, morning yeah. meeting with Charlie nope, Brennan and Kevin Horgan. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, that was the show that I was on and kind of learned how to produce. And out of that internship, I guess I did a good enough job. They said, you know, do you want to do this as a, like a part-time job? And I said, well, yeah, as long as I can, I still have to play soccer for Lindenwood. And they said, no problem. And so I would work um, Saturdays and then Sundays. I did sports on a Sunday morning and 
kind of found my way just doing that. Like, what a cool thing for a, you know, a 19, 20, 21 year old to be like, oh, go to your job what, at Taco what, Bell. I'm going to Camo X. What, what, year, <laughs> what year is this? You're going to make uh, me do that? I am going to because, it, well, it, it, let me just ask you this. I don't care about the year. No, it's but, all good. But Jack Buck is walking around those halls at that point. I have a Jack Buck story. I know Tom shared his Tom Ackerman on yes. an earlier so, episode. Yeah. Did, uh, I, I did. What kind of pizza did you have with him? <laughs> I didn't get pizza, but I did get a hundred bucks. I did get one of those hundred dollars. So there was a bet? I, the, no, I, it, it, have you guys ever heard that? So Jack would occasionally walk around with, you know, and you would get the Jack Buck hundred dollar bill. But well, that's not when I met him. When I met him was actually when I was interning. So this will be, I went to Lindenwood 92 to six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in that age and, and played for Debbie Washburn and then for Tom, uh, Tim Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Hutter, I think, just recently retired from there. He did, and he was—he had just started when I was there, so that's a long time ago. Um, we, but won't, I, we, we won't do that. There you go. It's all good. So, and no. this will go. This will take radio people back. It was when Camo X was on cassette tape, reel to reel, and cart. Wow. So you know, where you slice your fingers open because you're taping together reel to reel, and I was typing labels. Up. I won't forget. I was typing labels up to stick on the cassettes that you would flip back and forth when you were recording. Mm -hmm. And all I saw, my head was down. So all I saw out of the corner of my eye was were white patent leather shoes. (laughs) And I, and almost at the same time as I heard the voice of, and who do we have here? And the Jack, (laughs) I can't do it very well, but and who do we have here? And I like time froze and I thought, oh my God, no. I hope I don't have a booger on my nose. (laughs) Just like, like look up carefully and it was just like, (laughs) <laughs> like I looked so yeah. stupid as I sound and was like, hi, Jack. <laughs> I wasn't as bold as Tom. And I was just like, hi. And he was great. And he just asked me about what I was doing and if I would be working and if they would hire this young lady, which maybe that's why I got the job. Um, and then got to produce him a few times later where he nice. would force feed me graham crackers because I would come from soccer practice. So the running joke at Camo <laughs> at the time was that I stunk. And it's probably true. I came straight from soccer practice. And um, I would come in. And if Jack was in there, you would you could either produce him from behind the class or be on the board. And I would rock, paper, scissors. I'm like, I win. So I go in with Jack. And he would ask me if I'd had dinner, which I did not. And then he would make me eat graham crackers, which was great. But yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Kind of a father figure was, around the studio. He was awesome. He, he, there's, all the stories are true. I can confirm that it didn't matter who you were at the station or out anywhere, you would be greeted by Jack. Your presence would never go unnoticed in his presence. So so then, I mean, if you're working at the station during those years, Jack's running around, the Cardinals are doing what they're doing. Uh, obviously, the other sports in town are, are, are moving at a good clip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming out of college, did you know that you wanted to stay in or near sports broadcasting? Uh, because, I mean, here you are today, or, you know, w- what did that path look like once you get done, once you wrapped up that internship? Yeah, it wasn't at all for me at the time. For me personally, it was, um, I had a significant other who was on mic, and I considered myself a producer. And all the executive producers at CamoX never left. They there was no positions open, so I you know I went on. I was a good. I was good at being a student. I was a Shit, they're all still there. Aren't they? Like, <laughs> I think is still there. He's still there. Like I think he's retiring soon. He's been there for no. He's not. Years. He won't. <laughs> but yeah, they really Sue all Thomas are. Thomas was probably doing traffic oh in the nineties. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. 
So I Did went you say on. in the forties? Yeah, nice. No. The nineties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was there. It's kind of the nineties, right? yeah. beginning of the nineties. I still had eighties hair. You know, I, people say the eighties ended. They didn't. They they no. lasted through like ninety five. I still had that hair. Um, but yeah, I, so I went on to get my grad degree, and then you know I really missed it. Like I would listen to Camo X. I'd go mm-hmm. in my car outside my aunt and uncle's house and just like listen to the. 50,000 watt clear channel that doesn't matter anymore because everything streams. Right. Um, but it was so cool. And it was when I found my way back to St. Louis, I spent four years in Colorado still like I found a job here in St. Louis and I didn't like what I was doing. So I called up and they were like, yeah, you can come back. And by the way, we're digital. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. They're like, you can use computer. I'm like, yeah. So they, they did that. So I spent another couple years there doing that with, and it's changed ever since still, everything's brand new again. So okay, so let, let let's let's jump forward to today's world. Um, you're on the mic again. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're working with uh, KMOX. You're working with Odyssey in uh, with Cities uh, Broadcast. How how did it all come about? Let's just start <laughs> there because I mean any position with that team over the past three years has been a coveted position, no matter what you do. So talk about. You know, when the phone call came or was it an outbound phone call, how did you end up, you know, connecting with with the team and with the station to get to today? So I feel like I'm going to ex- totally expose myself as, as a fraud, which is I walk around with that feeling on a daily basis. When I'm there. Syndrome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It wasn't a thing at all. Like we didn't even have tickets. You know, I told my husband, I'm like, seriously, all those years that you refereed and I had to put up with that shit and you, we don't even get tickets. <laughs> like you can't you can't even be bumped up in the line. What a bunch of. Bull crap. So I actually got a call at the end of January um, from Steve Moore, who's the, mm-hmm. uh, I just know him as program director. I don't know what his title is anymore. <laughs> right. And he just said, hey, uh, we're, you know, working on play-by-play people f- to, for City. Um, you know, you know the MLS team? I'm like, yeah, I know the MLS team. <laughs> Heard of him. Oh, yeah, slightly. And he said, you know, I, can you come and do a sh- two-hour show? And I said, oh, you need a girl voice, don't you? <laughs> and he's like, it would help. I'm like, I'll give you some diversity. Um, can I, can I, you know, do I have to be really, you know, professional? He's like, there's some, still some words you can't say. And so we just got to, to play around with Nate Gatter, who was in the, in the lineup. And it was a, mm-hmm. just a fun time. It was a one time eight to 10. I'm like, don't stress out. Nobody's listening. Sorry, Steve. Um, nobody's <laughs> listening. And it was great fun. And three weeks ago, nothing. I'd expected nothing. I thought of nothing. I watched the first game where they played in Austin. I was at the village bar. Uh, the village pub, pub bar in sure. Pair there. Yep. And they had it on the screens and I was texting Steve, making fun of him because he was on the air with his phone up to his ear. I'm like, you're on TV, dummy. Get off, <laughs> get off your phone. <laughs> Look professional. And nothing. It wasn't until after that game, maybe Monday of the week that City's going to play at home that he said, hey, uh, he texted me. And he said, what do you think, uh, do you think you could do a little bit of sideline reporting? And I'm thinking, how does that even work in soccer? It's not like it's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's no, no stoppages. Time what are you right, doing? Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe an injury, maybe you can talk at halftime, but I'm thinking this, and as I, after I texted, are you shitting me? <laughs> uh, and it's been so many years, and, the, and remember I was a producer, I just backspaced over, all, over that and I wrote, sure. And I'd had a few beverages. So I, I wrote sure. And so sure turned in eventually to, oh, you're going to also do the pregame show with Tom Ackerman. I'm like, excuse me, which Tom is great. So I'm like, I'm in uh, good hands. Ace. Ackerman's got it. Yeah. And then, oh, and your first guest is going to be Don Garber. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, can you also do an interview with someone um, ahead of time in public relations? I'm like, 
are you like I'm a I'm a this is your yeah. 49th episode. <clears throat> Uh, yes. There you go. I'm 49. Thank, there so we I'm, go. I Thank you. That. You're welcome. 49. I'm like, oh, there you go. It was for me. I'm like, I'm a 49-year-old rookie in a way. So yeah. like every day I, I had to remind myself recently, like, remember that you played this game. Remember that you know most of this and yeah. whatever you don't know, you learn. The most exciting <laughs> thing about all this is, is you're experiencing it. You just explained it firsthand. Um, is just the snowball effect that this city is going through, that that ownership... Um, has provided that this club is is providing everybody from the media to the food experience to just everything that's going on around the outside of the game and it, it, it's just absolutely phenomenal because I think everybody in a certain aspect is experiencing this oh shit this is awesome it's still right I think yeah. it's still happening. you know and that's really cool to get that from your point of view um, to get it from Tom Ackerman, yeah. to get it from Altrost, to get it from just everybody. I mean, and, and, and wherever, uh, you know, Carolyn Kendall, happy birthday, it was yesterday, I believe, wherever she's at, I mean, do you think she's just walking around on her tippy toes like... I'm the man, like playing the song, like. Well, I got I, to meet her. I actually met her at a practice. So she, you know, there was, so when you go, some of the practice on Thursdays is when most of the recording will happen. So right. you know, TV will come and get new B-roll, um, press conference. So usually, if you're going to see people, you know, you'll see Tom Timmerman out there all the time. So I try to match Tom Timmerman. I'm going to be there as many times as Tom. Like that guy on the hat is not going to outdo me. I just right. now have to get a hat because I get sunburned. <clears throat> um, but. Uh, so it was a Thursday and there was a bunch of, it was just a really nice day. This was like a month ago and there was so much front office staff out in front. And so uh, in front of the practice and, and she was standing there and I thought, Oh, don't be dorky. Don't be weird. But we're like to the two only girls here. So I'm going right. to go like give her some fellow, some additional estrogen, <clears throat> bring that over. Fist bump. Yeah, there you go. And I was just like, <laughs> Hey, and I introduced myself and so down to earth. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know, you could go take one of those soccer balls if you want. They're all yours. Like you could just take yeah. one, just take you one out of Klaus's hand. Do it, do it. And she said, like, she goes, you know, I think she'd be okay if it's, I shared it's, this. It's like a scene from uh, uh, what's the Eddie Murphy movie uh, coming to America? Hey, bark like a dog. Yeah. No, like a big dog. <laughs> no, <little> dog. <laughs> That's what she should do. Walk around and just make people do. Crazy she's so shit. humble so though. Funny. She's like, you know, I when I played, she's like, I, I think I did like us, you know a month in school where they make you do every sport and I played soccer for a month. She's like, I'm like, you could go just take one. You should just do it. They're yours. <laughs> <laughs> so she was just wonderful to talk to. So down to earth. And, and she was just like, I just didn't know I was going to stress eat this much over, over a sport. I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, because you know, you, you were KMOX in the early days, um, you know, uh, your early career, I should say, um, you know, and the Cardinals are doing really, really well. You got Jack Buck walking around, you know, and there's a certain culture that the Cardinals have established that over, you know, at that time, you know, 70, 80, 90 years, almost 100 years up to this point now, where it's it's predictable to a degree. And even though the way the season started for the Cardinals, right, everybody's like, oh, you know, nuke them, it's over. And now everybody loves them because they're what? Yeah, Marmel. Yesterday yeah. or the other day in, yeah. a, in, a, in a press conference, he was like, yep. like, like they were so, like, what's going on? And he's <clears> like, um, you guys have, you fans have expected a certain pedigree. Right. It's what you're referring to. Yeah. So my question is, because you have experience as a St. Louis and you were so close to the Cardinals in particular as a compare and contrast, out of the gate, how does it make you feel? Uh, what are your like emotions towards the team 
you know, given what they've done and how they've rolled it out and a little bit of the aw shucks from Carolyn and all those other things that we've heard and that you have just added to the, the, those stories, what, how does the team really just make you feel being part of it? Oh, God. Oh, I'm, I'm honored. Like, I'm honored to, so they, 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 let's just say, call it out. They should not have done what they did to start. And we all call that out. And like, oh, I'm yeah. happy to call out bad play. I'm happy to talk about how this isn't good enough and that's not good enough. And this is what you got to work on. But let's just admit, you know, to, I was just hoping like, okay, lose in Austin and make us look like we belong on the pitch. Lose or tie. Don't right? get blown out. Yeah. And like, make it look like, and then come home and like, maybe get close. And, and it was completely the opposite. So I think we did get you know, spoiled out the gate. You, yeah. you just kind of are like, Oh my God. Yeah. And it's momentum and it's mom- and it's a lot of momentum. And then it's, this is what you guys have talked about in your past, you know, podcast with, with the mental it's, it's, this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. It sucks, but the downturn is what's supposed to happen. The downturn is what makes the team find out what, you know, other people, places for people to go. Um, other things that they might try, maybe try a different formation. I'm not saying that's happening. I have no inside information. They don't tell me. Sure, sure. Um, but any of that, yeah, they don't, you know, any of those things, try somebody in a new spot. Um, that's what makes you dig deep. Um, and that's kind of probably the way we should have started out, but we didn't. The term staycation was really invented by soccer moms. Located one hour and seven minutes from the arch, the Music Box Chalet at Innsbruck is a hidden gem. Buried in three acres of private woods, the Music Box has a master suite for just you, a loft and second bath for them, and a vinyl collection to meet your every mood. The full-size kitchen will easily accommodate three to 12 bottles of rosé, while the huge fire pit seating area will keep the big kids busy. Golf, fishing, kayaking, pickleball, or simply reading a book with Mother Nature, all at your fingertips. Visit either VRBO or Airbnb to find the Music Box Chalet. And now, back to those guys. Early on, let me ask you, early on, um, coming from a production background, being around professional franchises, at least from a radio aspect, playing the game um, collegiately, did did at any point did or even your 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 husband who was around the game refing it at a high level FIFA MLS ref did, did did anybody talk about that we actually have real pros going into this we don't have your typical um, MLS expansion draft where we're going to get I mean we had two years this front office got to build this team we have legitimate pros on the team right. that will be playing and starting in other places. Were you aware of that? I mean, a little bit, but only really among the people who I would say are like really soccer dorks that really, really followed, okay. right? <laughs> that followed all the time and were really into yeah. that. Maybe all the the OGs, the people who are like St. Louis, uh, you know, Sports Hall, Soccer Hall of Fame, all those guys kind of probably had it. George had a little bit. My husband had a little bit of that. Um, and then afterwards, of course, they announced, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is a pro, and that one's a pro, and that one's a pro. But I think that the average fan, even myself included on some of them, no. I did not know that we yeah. were getting so much experience off the bat. Yeah, you know, and it, and it uh, clearly it came to fruition, you know, uh, at, at a rapid pace. Um, and now here we are. Uh, I, I wouldn't, it, it, we're not in trouble, but I would definitely say the team in the short run has struggled, uh, sure. which we, you know, having been so close to the game our whole lives, we knew that. We knew it was coming. You know, I always I joke about the uh, 
uh, the Yesi fan group on Facebook. Do you yep. ever you ever troll through there? Uh, I got um, <laughs> almost in trouble on one of those groups uh, just on Sunday. That's a story I can tell you. But yeah, I've been on a few of them. You're right. So so my point is like St. Saint, Saint Louisans in general, and, and, and this is no different than most major cities, everybody has an opinion, especially when it comes to sports. <laughs> and when your team is good, they can do no wrong. Right. You know, e- even the $32 hot dog is worth it. But, you know, when... <laughs> When there's we had a, Steve on as well, so he's aware. Love you, Steve. Yeah. I'll get one of those this weekend. Yeah. Um, but when there's a stumble, you know, especially in soccer, because of the length of the season and the way that it's played and all the additional, uh, you know, well, now that we're out, like U.S. Open Cup and other uh, formats to add to it, it is a grind. And then you compound it with, you know, the all too often talked about style of play, high press, et cetera. It's even a tougher grind. So for you guys as sideline, you're you're constantly trying to create stories and content to put through the airwaves. When we, the first five games was easy, you could you you could have talked about the clouds in the sky. It wouldn't mattered. Would have just been clapping. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was so great. Everybody was like, "Yay!" No, no, that was just because we we're winning. <laughs> So what's what's the equation now? What's the math? You know, how do you guys approach your content creation uh, for the mic? You know, when we are in the middle of a struggling uh, segment of time. Yeah, that's a great question because even it depends on who you're dealing with. Like, if I had a really nice conversation with, um, let me see if I say his name correctly, um, Eva Leuven. Um, uh, my Hold husband, on. my Zach? husband gets Zach? it. Is, Zach? it, is it close? That's a pass. Okay. okay. My husband, my husband speaks ding, 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 German ding, ding, and he's ding, like, ding. it's not Leuven. Don't say Leuven. And so, um, but he, in his interview with me, it was like five minutes, was. You know, him and, and a few others are very, very uh, not afraid to just say the facts. Like, this yeah. wasn't good enough. This is fine. But then sometimes, depending on staff or others or the way that wants to be presented, it can get a little touchy, um, maybe. And, and emotions are high. Like, emotions were, I felt were high at practice yesterday and a little high today for the parts we got to see. And then the press conferences can be different. So, yeah. and again, it's just, it, it, it's supposed to be. It, all it, performance is emotional. So you, Go ahead. You... Are, host a show with George, your husband. Sort of. It's actually, I don't really know whose show it is. So it's KMOX's show and Nate Gatter and I are on it. When Nate's not available, I told available. George, I'm like, you want to talk some more? Come on. So <laughs> that's a unique environment as well. Whenever you get to work with your, your spouse. Um, but what's interesting is you guys referenced in the most recent episode, you had a conversation with Taylor Twelman. You talked to Dale. That's a good one to have on. He'll tell you how it is. Taylor <laughs> held n- nothing back. We're pretty sure Taylor was a few <clears throat> Yeah, he was, in. he was a few no. in watching the Celtics. That's what he was. He was like, we got to get through this because I got to get back to the Celtics game. That's what he said on air. He did. Um, and then he kept talking. And then he, yeah, then he, yeah. But I think what's interesting is you guys are in a space now where, you know, Steve Moore is, 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 programming against not only other content that's out there not city related but then you have schmucks like us who are doing these podcasts <laughs> you spoke to one of them the Why river you city speak so highly about us no i'm just saying there's a there's a don't lot don't think of, you're not on my short list there's a lot of there's a lot i don't know if i can handle all three of you in there at once though right. i don't know maybe i don't need george at all well, <laughs> i, I He's very good at talking about official things. He is. So, he does really official like that. Very good I want to ask thing. him, I've never met a good ref. Oh. <laughs> he would appreciate that. He would appreciate that. He I've would. only but met great would. ones, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
my question though is, so you, you talked about how to, to program in kind of a lull within the, the winning side of it, but how do you create and stay relevant in a market that is kind of not saturated? Cause I don't, I still think there's a ton of listeners out there that, and we don't talk the X's and O's like you guys do. And, and the other, the other podcasts, but how do you find that voice that gets through some of that, that chatter and gets people to listen? Cause obviously you're, you're doing something that's working at KMOX as it relates to soccer. I mean, you're getting the right guest. You're still on the air. <laughs> I've been kicked off just yet. Right. So what is that? How does that work? How's that been for you guys? You know, I would be lying if I just didn't say that part of it is, is what Camel X has always been. I mean, I grew up with uh, timing my mornings to like, shit, the Osgood file's on. I'm about to miss the bus. Like I knew what the total information AM format was before I knew what it was as a producer. Camel X is my a dad. factory. Yeah. Camel X is a factory. Let's, let's call it what it is. For sure. I mean, it's so you've got the home of the, you're, you, it's the home of sports is really what it is. I mean, yep. sorry to competing stations, but in many, for many people it is. So there is part of that. And that definitely helps when you're trying to book somebody and you're trying to say, Hey, you could give me 10 minutes or less of your time on a Sunday. It's not always a, a popular thing to do. So, right. so sometimes, and then having the relationship with City right now gives, gives a little bit more. And the fact that that club does want to connect still with the community, that helps a lot too. And then I'd be lying to say that sometimes I'm just like, George, I need, come on, I need somebody. Call people. Give me people. So sometimes it's yeah. through George as well. How has that been on the Y98 side? Because you're technically sponsored. I think your show is technically a Y98 show that's just broadcast it, it, via it, Camo X. Well, opposite almost. Well, yes and no. So the it's two. It's both. So I'm technically an independent contractor. So right. nobody owns me. That's no. right. <laughs> so on when it's the game is on. So Odyssey's the umbrella, right? Yep. So when the game is on, it's on Y98. So so. It's a very clever move if you think about it from bidding. When you bid, um, nobody wants to get kicked off the air. Do you guys remember back when the Blues got mad and, and then because they would get kicked off for Cardinals at times or, yep. or whatever? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. then, and, and I get it. Like Nobody wants to be a top sport and be booted off the air because sure. somebody's got a game and you have a contract. So it's what a clever move it is to say you can have all the Y98 air you want. And by the way, the people that do the work for the games right. are all sports production people which you're not going to find at a, at a music station. Nope. They do a great job. Um, on then the, the St. Louis soccer report is on Camel X air itself. Again, it's same building. Oh, uh, we're in the same yeah. spot, but yeah. yeah, it's, it is a kind of a, it's a power. It's a flex. No, I love it. I, and I think it's just a, it's a, such an interesting dynamic. And I, we know a couple of folks over there and I love that Y98, you know, has from a music market. Yeah. Is talking to, not soccer fans typically. <laughs> and so yeah, but the, the crossover is adult contemporary. I agree. So it's <laughs> so, it's, it's a market it's, that we go after know, as well. Yeah, it's it's the suburban um, suburban driver who's uh, dropping with kids two off or three school. kids in the back right. of the car. And you've got like a Julie Tristan <clears throat> yep. who I got to meet just recently. It was yeah. cool. She was out doing a player interview, and and so awesome to meet her for the first time. And here she is on a on a show during the day and listening to music. But right. here she, you know, it is that crossover is pretty incredible. So well, I think that's part of the answer to your question. I love well, that. It's Thank funny you. because my uh, my youngest, Max, who's nine, uh, he always talks whenever we're flipping through the channels in the car, if it lands on 98, um, inevitably there's a song on there that is 
part of the FIFA soundtrack. He's always like, I'll do the FIFA channel. So so it's like That's awesome. you guys have subconsciously leaned into that or purposefully purposefully, sorry. That's clever, um, a little subliminal message. Yeah, no, no, he's literally like, Oh, that's on FIFA twenty two. Oh, that's on FIFA twenty three. He so, should be friends with my twelve year old, except yeah, my twelve year old's a very, bad boy. Don't do that. <laughs> so so to kind of like bring this home a little bit because it, it, it is about time for refills here. Um, when you are engaging these players, um, you know, because now they've, they've rode the high of the five game open. Now they're kind of in the grind of uh, you have injuries next to you, you. You have some losses that are piling up, you know, because the game of soccer is, is it's an extremely simplistic game. That's why it's the most popular yeah. game in the world. It's not hard. So, <laughs> so when you do engage them talking about content, kind of what Zach was leaning into as well, you know, because so many of them are not from here, because this is the one thing here in St. Louis, when the OGs that we all know, if we interview any of them, it's very easy to talk about things we know. Where'd you go to high school? Yep. What's your favorite, you know, Provel pizza, whatever it is. But now you have players from Norway and Germany and, you know, Switzerland, et cetera, et cetera. Do, do you spend more time trying to dig into the characters, the personalities, the interests? Because, you know, it's tough to talk about soccer all the time. Yeah, especially when you're losing. Nobody wants to talk exactly. about it. I mean, I find myself having a hard time sometimes uh, personally in, in pressers on Thursdays because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to ask that question. Like, I already know what the answer is going to be. Like, how does it feel? It sucks. It feels like shit, <laughs> do, and I'm do, mad. Do you feel like you, <laughs> you know, put the, uh, yeah, like, effort? You know, it, oh how many God, times can we ask, or, are we excited to maybe get Klaus back sometime? I mean, like, I'm, I'm me too. But, like, how many times can you answer? So I'm always like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not asking questions unless I can think of something that's not repetitive from week to week. Um, but in answer to your question, um, um, I, yeah, part of it. So I did get to interview, I think it's going to play in pregame on Saturday. So I'm sorry for this dating your show, but, oh, no, um, we'll be out. okay, great. <laughs> Salio Pompeu, I got to interview oh, him cool. and, and you know, he, it was so great. He, what an interview. I just know that he didn't want to do the interview and, and not because of me or he was done. He was just tired. Yep. He just didn't, he did, I could see it in his face and he's, he's still that dynamic that even when it's not his chosen, he's still awesome. And I did get to work in like a question because you know, how many times you can talk about style play what formation are we going to do do you think you're going to play who else do we need out there they're the same question so rivalry week gave me something because i was able to ask him about like rivals and he talked about rivals in brazil and how people you should list people go fight and he has it's great and i was like (laughs) this is awesome um or to hear from um blown last week on the presser that you know he he like ask him about missing his family. He misses his family yep. and how hard it's been to have injury, can't play, and you don't have your family. And so I think that that, I, and I think, I don't know what you guys think, but that, you know, fans latch onto that as well because they are people. Well, that's what really, I think, sets us apart, not to blow our own horns. I'd do it. But I tweeted you out. Let's go. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, saw that. Yeah, Let's yeah, do some more. I don't have that many followers. You. Good luck. <laughs> but I think the, the, the stories are what is important yeah. to most people. And, you know, the other podcasts like River City Ramblers, great production, doing a good job of, you know, really highlighting the X's and O's and the ball watchers. And yeah, ball watching is my favorite. They're all good at that side of it. And we try, we, we didn't intentionally say we're going to try to find a niche. It was just, <laughs> you heard the, the opening. <laughs> this is why we decided to do this. And it turned into something more. About, but these are your sideline conversations, they right? Are. Like when you're sitting there this and you're watching exactly your kids play and you're shooting yeah. the shit and you're having a good time and you're like, oh, 
maybe that was my kid or when I accidentally applaud the yeah. wrong kid and my kid's like, that wasn't even me. No. Like, so, so yes. I pulled up, I pulled up Twitter because we, you were just talking about how like, uh, the brutal honesty of the reality of a game, they get sick of talking about it. And I'll go to Lutz's, uh, LP, LP's tweet from the other day where he retweeted Taylor. Uh-huh. You, you, you know, yep, I do. Where, he, you know, uh, I'll read quickly. Chicago Fire deservedly so or winning 1-0 at home versus City. Perez should have been sent off for a second. Oh, Nelson caught sleeping on the back post defending, blah, 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 blah. And Lutz retweets it and says, perfectly said, Taylor. And it simply sums up the whole game. The, the only thing I would add is the word harmless. Our attack was harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag was harmless. And when I read that, as you, you know, we, we spend an insane amount of time on sidelines of games at all levels, in which some days you're just not good enough. And yeah. in, in your guys' world, whenever we get into the city fan groups and everything else, when I start to see these people try to dissect and sugarcoat <laughs> or figure Whoa. out the wait, are you sugarcoat or like be too mean? The chemist, or? both. Take both. your pick. Like you yeah. know, there's it. It, it depends just, on your brand. Yeah, that's true. That's it true. just right. blows my mind. How do you guys? Or do you? And tell me about your engagement the other day, if you don't mind. You know, because <laughs> you know, you you watch it. You're, you you work it. So these things are normal. And what Lutz said in that tweet was absolutely accurate. You know, it's not. Oh, well, if we would have switched that one player, no. If, no. If all the players would have been a little bit better, or a list of excuses. Oh my god, I, it was yeah. refreshing. It really was. I don't care if you like city, hate city. Reading that, you're like. It, it, it makes you it, it makes you like just yeah. kind of like it was uh, almost like a Bobby Knight moment it was it almost was like because uh, hey, co- hey coach what happened uh, we sucked touche yeah hey yeah so I want to hear this story real quick and then we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break on these refills here uh, city fan page group What'd you do? <laughs> uh, what, it, it was more about what I ended up because this it was not a as you guys know it's not a podcast scenario where where there's no like the rating is important the words that I say or don't say so I'm in the middle last like we're coming out of the last break and um, you know you're gonna have Nate on who wants to just you know shit talk Casey which is it's gonna be fun right it's, oh yay. that's coming yeah okay yay. Yeah, yeah, okay so I was like but Nate's like a, a budding attorney at law so he like has this whole thing I'm like yeah let's I'll just let him talk and I'll be done talking it's Mother's Day and I didn't get a drink yet and it's three you know it's five o'clock this is not cool so I'm coming out and um, you know a buddy of mine who's at the presser um, Santiago Beltran who does sure. the we Spanish broadcast yeah. he's awesome is like hey he sends me a screen cap of he's like this group is like totally going off wire and they're putting on twitter that you and george said that klaus is out due to back surgery i'm like what (laughs) many other things were said i was like what so i'm trying to and i'm not really i'm again you're talking to a 49 year old on mic rookie behind the mic pretty probably could figure it out but on mic rookie and i'm like how do I remember how to say my name and what's the name of our show? And I don't know what day it is. And <laughs> Nate's not here to hold the fort down. And George is of no use to me if it's not flipping the flag. Um, can't even pick up his own underwear on the ground, much less see a call, you know, all the way across the field. That's a different topic. But coming out of break and I'm, I'm like, Ooh! and I'm like, I think I got to talk about it. And George is like, you probably got to talk about it. I'm like, yeah. So I am come out. I'm like, can't say that word. Can't say that. I'm just like, oh, so... You know, I really love fan, like in this, and really the fan groups are awesome, but I really don't like it when they do stuff. And I, we didn't say that. <laughs> so I get like yeah. mad for for a minute and, and you know, 
this poor nice gentleman who I feel really bad for because the the fan group went after we we didn't say it and I don't know how something about probably coming you, back. I listened I listened to the episode and you did. <laughs> Matt Baker had my back. Who yeah, does Matt fly Baker over footy? He totally did. He was awesome. Thanks, Matt. The word you did, you, George, used the word back. See, it's George's fault. Related to Klaus, <laughs> but the word surgery was never used. And I thought you guys did a good job of of clearing that out. You said we didn't say it. Nobody ever knows what refs are doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You've been waiting. Blame the ref. <laughs> you guys are going to have them yeah, on, aren't you? I, mean, I want to come. Yeah, Ever? when they go over to VAR, VAR, they're really watching like old episodes of The Office. And then they come back and just point. <laughs> they're like, yeah, no. Nah. So yeah, it was just one of those things. And, and, it's, and it's honestly, I hate to, it's, it's my greatest fear. So if they're, of being, I don't know how you guys do it uh, when you're like, props to you. Like it's a, probably one of the reasons I stayed behind Mike all those many years ago because I took the calls for people who wanted to call in on sports open line sure. and thought so-and-so was stupid or yeah. worse. I can, I can say worse things that were said by people that never made it on to air. We've had a couple bad one-star have reviews. You? <laughs> um, yes, we have some fans at the other side of the I state. I just are, gave you five. You're good. No, no, we appreciate that. Uh, I got to do a review though. Right? Everything in the 314 area is definitely five-star. <laughs> okay. The, 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 west, the west side of the state, they're not fans. <laughs> the 816. Yeah, they, well, you should consider that a like a you know, oh, thumbs up, right? Thumbs they should, up. Oh, it's going to get worse. Too. Yeah, I mean, we, oh, we, after this weekend, we we have <laughs> we have totally been digging in heavy. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to roll off our quick break, guys. Um, th now this is since you can see the screen there. Jim, the, but do you know why I thought Jill? you yes, might I know that's throw what you, the gin blossoms out there? Because what what day do they play? Friday. Friday tomorrow night. Yeah. City Park, Gin Blossoms for all of you uh, 90s alternative kids. If you're listening to this on Friday, if we drop it on Friday, come out. City Park. It'll be tonight. up. Tonight. Yep. Yeah, tonight. You will hear it tomorrow, which is Friday. So go see them tonight, tonight which is actually tomorrow. <laughs> which is Friday. <laughs> Any other beer? We're going to be from, right back. From a production standpoint, this is awful. <laughs> Howdy, folks. Jared here from the Soccer Dad Pod. We got them reviews flowing in. Thank you very much. Cease and desist now. We are the soccer capital of America. You are not. Just because you have more U.S. Open Cups, more World Cup veterans, more players with U.S. national team caps, more pros playing in Europe, more national youth titles, more NCAA championships, none of that really matters. Our football stadium has World Cup games. So there. Thanks for reaching out, Casey Johnny. <laughs> We're hey, back. Johnny's pissed. He's mad. So we've decided to take our one-star reviews and produce them. All right, that's an answer. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's just get right into it. What do you think about Kansas City? They're Soccer. On they're on momentum. <clears throat> so you cannot, you cannot discount oh my God. momentum. You know what? This I was know, a done, great. Are visit. you done talking we to me appreciate now? Appreciate your time. No, the, come on, you got there. It's true. City road momentum. Okay, so so we were talking earlier about uh, LP Lutz's honesty, and we love all that. But there are certain rules that you cannot. There's code of ethics within the St. Louis soccer community. You can never give Casey. Any props. Oh, I'm supposed to. It doesn't suck. matter. I'm they sorry. could go undefeated, <laughs> right? Sure. But I think Jen's being realistic in that. Oh, uh, you suck too. No, 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 yeah. no. Hold on. Hold on. But here's the cool thing. Do you Jared, want another beer? You no. want to go get you a beer? Listen, I might need whiskey. They can leave. I need we'll whiskey we'll for my yeah. cleanse. <laughs> we'll let the adults talk okay. over here. So on Wednesday, 
to two days ago, yesterday, how did Kansas City do against LA Galaxy or LAFC? I'm sorry. I don't give a no, shit. No, no. <laughs> I don't even know. How did they do? <laughs> I think they tied, right? Well, I think do, they tied. Yeah. Which means. Who scored? George Brett? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that, Come on. Let's see. Wait, wait. That's good. <laughs> wait, but they tied. Uh, it was a U.S. Open Cup match, right? And yes. they tied uh, LAFC. Is that right? I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, but again, I don't give a shit. They, they have created. They've laid down the gauntlet. One stupid sign on the side of that stadium has accelerated the toxicity that they deserve. Yeah, I, I, and I could see it in your face, Jared. You know it. You're frothing right now. <laughs> I grew up playing soccer against that side of the state and had kids from that. We always played Rockhurst you know, when was and, our rival. Yeah. They're just second-rate idiots. I don't they never mean, made it past us to nationals. I just say don't, it there. I mean, I don't, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, all of these are absolutely true statements. I just, and just, so, so let me ask you. So let me rephrase. Can I restart that question? Yep. They're Let's terrible. Bingo. <laughs> you are our favorite guest ever. Um, we better win after talking all this shit, though. Well, I've already talked That's about why that. Thank oh, you. So, what are you gonna do? I'm setting up. For are you gonna be? I told you so. <laughs> what are you, what are you no, 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 no. Do you need no, a new no. uh, guest or uh, host? No, I, 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 if he hedges his bet, <laughs> I'm not. He hedging. will be in the doghouse. Nope. I am already stating that I think we're going to win, and I and I don't care what happens. I just I think we're going to win, uh, but I do think Jen's right that momentum does play a factor in some of these situations, and. We have been on a streak of not great performances. Kansas City has. Does and Klaus play Saturday? I think he does. I think he's a sub. I think he's a sub in the. Did he was at, what was he was at practice today. Yeah, and they played, and then did you hear did he have what back they, surgery or something? No, <laughs> I heard it from one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, my nervous system just went. <laughs> did, like the, the the statement that was with Carnell today or yesterday that was he needed one or two more things past tests. <sighs> yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's what he said today. But I, we did Look, see him out there. Yeah, but again, I mean, again, we've been around the game a long, long time. We know how this is played. We understand how, especially at the highest level of soccer or in particular, the clawback time, the recovery time is usually ex exponentially beyond when someone is technically healed. How From, many goals do they have? Who? The, oh, the other team? Five. I don't know. Or do know. they have six? I don't know. Uh, what, are they it doesn't even matter. Place? Does Berkey let up a goal against these assholes? I, he better not. Otherwise, he's never going to be able to come to Amsterdam and watch Dortmund again. <laughs> wow. You hear that, Roman? We're coming for you. Roman. 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 Parker was back today. He's got we, a new do. He's got like his, his sides are. Now my kid's going to want that damn haircut. But like, he's like got a mullet. This, right? What is it? Whatever. Like a reverse mullet. It's like the reverse sides mullet? are like tight. And then the it's not a mohawk, but just the sides are like really a tight. Kind of. Does anybody love it? Does anybody look at um, or follow the Parker, the Sergeant Parker? Yes, Twitter? I love it. I do, love do you it. No, my favorite. I, but I'm gonna now. Dude, it Lieutenant, is my Sergeant it's favorite called, thing. No, it's called Lieutenant Parker. Lieutenant. And Let's see. He signs, is it him? 
No. I don't know. I, whoever it is, he's genius, and I want to hire him um, for I don't even know. I, don't, I can't hire anybody for anything, maybe to take my trash out. But he, he signs everything, prepare the L. Wherever he got that's gold, prepare the L. Uh, no, yeah. I can't find it. Me neither. It's phenomenal. Like lieutenant spelled out? I think it's sergeant. Oh, sergeant? Sergeant Parker. I don't know. No, it is. It's like no it's Lieutenant General Lieutenant Tim General. Parker. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's That's brilliant. That's a long... Oh, LT... Okay. Yeah, Lieutenant L- Lieutenant General Tim Parker, comma, America's Soccer Capital. So if you're on Twitter, Found go it. check it out. Um, it is an excellent follow, and I, I, I am excited to read every post because they're <laughs> awesome. He, they're they, pretty good. His most recent tweet was this morning, about 10 hours ago. Supporters Regiment. The scoundrels of Kansas are coming. In the battle for Missouri, we not only defend Fort City Park, but our fair state's name. We defend our rightful title as soccer capital. We defend our barbecue. We defend our ale. Prepare the ale. Tim Parker, Lieutenant General. Oh, my God. Like, every every tweet is in that. And it's like, I want to meet this guy. Or girl. There you go. Or, you you know what? Could be Chat GPT. Chat GPT knows this stuff, too. AI. Yeah. Have you tried that yet? Chat GPT? Yeah, I have. Excuse me, chat. I used used Chat GPT to write my independent development plan. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, Dave Dave (laughs) Thomas from uh, (laughs) Not Salesforce. Well, no, no, it works. It worked really well. So can you, Jen, shifting gears big time because... Yeah, that was this uh, horse shittery. Well, uh, yes, but yes, that's what was. we're known for. But, <laughs> but you started the show by n- not calling you out. Uh, by actually, you know, I am. You, you said her name wrong once, and then you. Yeah, I don't time. know why you, I did you, that. You I gave her a gave doctoral her... degree, but I think it's because. I love it. Thank oh, you. <laughs> but here's why I think it is. Here's why I think it is. Your Twitter handle is at Coach Jen M. TD. Oh, yeah. For mine to drive. And I think. Define. <laughs> for mine to define. Jeez. I just did it. So my dyslexia gave you a much higher title. Thank idiots. you. <laughs> but I want so to talk. So we should start talking okay. about That's mine to define. But, I, but it, because I, that, that the MTD, I think, caught you as an MD. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I not told good you guys. At socials, I'm so fasting. You know. I, 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 think I did not get on you Facebook said you were till I was 40. It was I. I got so much shit from my friends at like on like at eleven forty five p.m. before I turned forty. I was like, "How do you do this stupid?" So I can't. I can't even handle this. It's dumb. You're selling Facebook to people over forty now, Sorry, yeah. and all the people under forty, are like, yeah, that's the, and that's why we're like, not on. They're like, and on why Facebook? is she doing this? For, you know, players interviewing players who are more but than my, half her age. Mine to define. <laughs> Yes. Can you talk more about that? Because we kind of breezed through it a little bit earlier in, in, the, in the show. Yeah. But talk us through what inspired that and, and how you're, you're trying to, to really bring that out. Gosh, I feel like that episode, was it 26 of yours? Or uh, there you talked to Soccer Resilience mm-hmm. and um, um, oh, Hackworth's Mor- kid, uh, Morgan. 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 Yeah. It was just, I'm like, all of this, all, all of, I listened to it. I was like, yep, that and that. And that is, so it's a, I hate to say it, it's a COVID story. So it's a, it's in that time where everybody's home and you're thinking of my littlest who's now seven, but was going to be done with preschool, going to go to kindergarten. Yes. And it was like, I need to really now get back into figuring what I want to do. I've been kind of, we, George and I ran our own club called Oakville United for a time when we were living in Oakville and 
COVID kind of killed that as it did many little clubs and Maybe you know, Oakville to, did. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> we, we, uh, I love you, Oakville. We moved, but I love you. Um, so it was, it was um, kind of one of those things where my daughter had been playing. I was just always seeing athletes as I coach them, as I coach soccer players, I coach boys and girls, mostly girls. It, it, when you're, when you're a girl coach, you're going to end up getting girls teams. But I've coached boys teams, which were great fun. They were just different to approach. I had to beat them in everything we were going to do. And then they would listen to me. Right. So it was like, okay, <laughs> listen, come here and take me on one V one. Okay. I beat you. Now I have to do what I say. And then they were great. Um, so the only, the only person that ever got in my way athletically was me. Um, I was like, I was teased all the time. Cease is a head case. Get out of your head. You, you've coached mindset if without knowing it, if you've ever told your player and I have just be more confident, get out of your head, pick your head up. It's, right. Those are all mindset things. And I just started doing some studying and some researching of like all these players that I'm, I've seen over the years and have tried to help them without even, without even using the psychology degree that I got, I'm embarrassed to say. I started seeing, so there was a player that Marin was, my 14-year-old was playing also softball. And a, the coach's daughter can hit a country mile, like just go up, rope it. But when she would go up to the plate, I'm like, she's not going to hit. And I was standing next to her mom, and her mom was like, why do you say that? And I'm like, she's not going to hit. Can you, can you see it? Can you see it in her approach? Can you see it in her body language? Can you see it in everything that she's doing? And she's like, oh, it's like she doesn't want to listen to us. I'm like, well, of course she doesn't listen to you because you're mom. Like, my kids don't want to listen to me. Yep. And I just said, can I talk to her? And so she said, yeah, oh my God, that'd be great. So we chatted and it turned into kind of just some weekly, just sometimes texting. I learned that generation does not check email, so don't email them, text <laughs> no. them. That's yeah. stupid. Um, my gener we grew, uh, I'm Gen X, so we grew up with email and uh, learning. There was a class on email at one point in time. <laughs> That's how old yeah, I am. Yeah, it was right after right? the class like, on you, typing yeah. on an actual <laughs> typewriter. So, so it was, it kind of like that started happening and somebody else asked and it just kind of was this thing. And so I was like, okay, what were all the things that I sucked at? mentally <laughs> there's a lot of them um and so I just kind of developed my own like through working with her and then taking on another player one at a time everything kind of filtered in so mind to define focuses on the mental game and then I developed three pillars from it one called opt optimum ownership so it's with with the athletes I work with they tend to own too much it's it's not the ones that don't want to, you know, get their stuff ready it's the ones that are like I lost the game for my team yeah they're loving people on the pitch it's not possible or, you know, the growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back to that one some other time. Put a pin in that one. The growth mindset, which you guys talked about on that episode mm -hmm. versus a fixed. and Which all, LeBron James is doing right now Eric. and has been for a long time. I got to yep. review my training. <laughs> I yep. have a training tomorrow night, actually, um, with the Lou Fuse team. And then... Um, Confidence, that's, that's that elusive thing that you think that actually is a, a thought, a belief more than it is an actually. Or everybody just should it. just have <laughs> yeah. it and, and develop. You're good. Like, it's real easy to tell as a 30 to 50-year-old person that's in a professional that maybe had some success in youth sports that is maybe successful or maybe didn't have any success or has no success now. It's real easy for an adult to tell a kid, um, boy or girl in any sport, be confident. Yeah. When I start. And I think that that's lost in translation. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, asshole. It, it, it's really not easy to tell a, a, a pubescent uh, boy or girl, be confident. Me, I'm going to be 50 this year. Same thing. If I could flip the light switch on that and not have to try and like think my way into it yeah. or act my yeah. way yeah. into it, like 
I, I, I struggle with it to this. I'm the biggest hypocrite because like, I'll, I'll teach these kids and then I'll go and have my own, maybe a new, new challenge from the city team, which, you know, gave me the color analysis job to fill in for a Dale Shilly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm like, I was a wreck. I was a hot mess it, up here in the head. Right. And, you know, trying to be like, well, what would you tell them? What would you tell them? And then a part of me is like, it doesn't work. Why do you, why do, you teach that? It's not helping. Um, but tr somehow trying to figure that out. And like when I start the third training, it's on confidence. Like anybody here ever get frustrated when you're told to be, just be confident? And every hand goes up. Like, mm -hmm. cause it's like, how do you do that? Like I can show you how Minded. to strike a ball. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's so funny because like, you know, we were talking about the evolution of, of this particular show. And the one thing I think that we've all agreed and we talk about it probably too much amongst ourselves is the outreach of parents that are in near or experiencing the same thing we are as, you know, uh, soccer parents, athletic parents, high performing uh, uh, parents as well. Uh, not that we're high performers, <laughs> that our children are. Mm. And my question is this to you. I drank more booze than any of you guys this <laughs> oh, no. week. You win. I can't. <laughs> Some so of us four, cope differently. Yeah, no, the episode of you and Drew, when we get Drew on here, it'll be beer pong. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how you do. But anyway, <laughs> my, my, my question to you is, knowing that this is your passion, that this is your... Uh, your org and your and you want to clearly help kids in particular through the sports mindset. Um, how are you using your experience with City hmm. and talking to arguably the pinnacle of players? Um, and what are you gleaming from those conversations that apply to mindset? Honestly, it's the same message. It doesn't matter what level you are or how old or you age, are yep. in Academy or at Gallagher or Fuse or Culping. It does it doesn't matter. The same conversations up there in the brain that right. you know, whatever they, that three pounds of whatever energy in between your ears, it, it's the same conversation. Like you can and you can actually if you really watch City closely when they're struggling, you can look at things where you're like, that wasn't a physical mistake, that was a mental it looks like a physical mistake, but that's a mental mistake because there's a breakdown there is you know um it's it's not working the way they had planned there's frustration among the team none of those are physical well there's just really not and that's, so that's that's well said they're all mental so i i like to i think if anything it is um bolstered my message of like they do it too they go through this different yeah. level but they have the same conversations they have the same frustrations um Nico Joachini said at one point in time, and it was really brilliant. He talked about, I, so I've kind of made this part of my interviewing shtick. I'll, I'll, if they don't say it, I'll ask them something about mental. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be a Dale. I don't know. I didn't coach umpteen million kids that have come through St. Louis, but I did do this and I did suck at mindset. So I can ask questions about that. And I will ask them, uh, Pompeo talked about it as well, but being there mentally. And with Nico, he mentioned that the, he, it was interesting. He said, the mind is afraid of success. What he didn't finish with it is because it's afraid of its polar opposite, which is failure. And it's the fear, the fear yeah. of failure is probably the <clears throat> biggest driver of anything, you know, and it's the thing you need. You have to push edge to possibly get that beautiful thing that all the movies are written about. Right. But you also have to be as willing more times to expect the ultimate failure. So in your experience now then, <clears throat> and working with, uh, I'm assuming more, teenage, pre-teen yeah. uh, kind of target market, how do you and do you integrate 
parent expectations <gasps> in the training for the children? Okay, that's a good question. So when it's one-on-one <clears throat> training, I'm always engaged via parent. They're, they're young. I, I've, I've coached as old as a 21-year-old wrestler um, who was in college and as young as an eight-year-old softball player whose mom was pretty convinced that she was going to be in the Olympics. So um, <clears throat> the messaging, it's the same message. How I have to give it has to be obviously different. The attention span of an eight-year-old is going to be much sure. different than 21-year-old. But... Um, what was your original question? Uh, the role of the parent in the process. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it becomes, I find, an education process for the parent as well. And I say this because, and I have, I have done every, like if there's a faux pas, I've done it. If there's telling my kids something or, or try, trying to talk to them when they don't want to or trying to help them through their discomfort when they absolutely must go through it or thinking, I'm going to go talk to that coach. When no, they should go talk to the coach. Sometimes by coaching the kid, if the parent is open to it, you can kind of coach the parent. Um, when it's team training, um, it's always best if the coaches are there as well right. um, to receive the message and try to make sure it becomes a team culture thing. And then so what I haven't done that I really need to do is probably set something up specifically for parents. I think that's a where we hold each other. You know, we, we right? had we had the soccer resilience guys on. <clears throat> we had Justin Gage on, who's now you know, building a, a business around the same kind of mindset. And I, I just feel like you know, maybe I'm making a pitch right now <laughs> because I need it. <laughs> I, I think there's a massive need for something. Well, there's a market for yeah. parents to go to somebody who can sit there and say, listen, if your son or daughter doesn't perform the way that you think they should, it's not a direct reflection or a a marker on where your life is going. Well, I'll call it out. So, so when your kid screws up there on the well, we're talking soccer, so on the pitch, yeah. and like biffs that PK or whatever, it's okay to feel a tiny bit embarrassed, and it has zero to do with you. Right. It, it, and it, it, yeah. of, it, especially for people who, it could be either like sometimes the, the, the parents who have played can be rough, but sometimes the parents who didn't play, who really wanted to and are so do, glad that their yeah. kids are, do you can think be that these organizations um, that are really, really successful or, or maybe the ones that aren't successful, I don't know if it exists, but it seems like to me these organizations that have the people in place to build these boys and girls up in whatever sport it can be as a mentality level, as a confidence level, as an, or, as an organizational, like, you know, from, from an organizational standpoint, they have the most success. To me, it's, it, it's, it, it, there's a fine line where these organizations are no feedback, just be really yes. good. And if you're not that good, um, you're not going to play either that or you read between the lines, you so, know, so, because if yeah. we're talking about like cultivating confidence in a young person or a 49 year old person, that's going to do play by play. Um, they're, they're, it's really hard to, to take these 13 to 19 year old boys and girls and just say, have confidence. No, it sucks. Like it whoever sucks whoever that. figures out that <laughs> whoever figures out that riddle where like the kid that has the technical ability or know how, boy or girl, and if you can just be like, here's the confidence pill, 
I mean, yeah. Well, I think that, that, I think that's, a, that's unbelievable. I, I think it's one of those things where the the tainted soup. You know, we're we're, we're looking at two of the ingredients, right? <clears throat> Coach, club, and player, three ingredients, right? But then you have the parents. Like for example, I overheard uh, uh, some parents that are going through the uh, kick around process. Right oh now. yeah, kick around. Right. So where, anybody close to soccer knows this. Mm-hmm. You go out to Creve Corps, Gallagher, any you know, fuse. Uh, on these evenings and standing around the field is in you know an exponential uh, increase in parents that are standing there watching their kids and they put on the number and the the clipboards are all around the outside you know and, and it's funny because my heightened awareness from this show of listening to these people i started like okay what are they really talking about you know i used to be like which kid is theirs but now I'm like, you know, I just want to hear what they're thinking. And what, what I hear is, you know, I really wish the club would hurry up because, you know, we have plans and we and me and I need to know how I'm going to do this and that. And so much of the conversation is parent centric. It's not about it, most of them don't complain about the process or the progress or lack thereof of little Johnny or Janie. It's, it's this, it's this frustration. And then the kid gets in the car, you know, and the, because the parent really wasn't paying attention. They noticed maybe the kid misses a breakaway or right. lets in a goal. And then they get in the car and you know what they do, you know, well, <laughs> you did X, Y, and Z. So I, you know, I, I, I guess my question is this, that was a long winded story. How do you, how do you suggest parents with the skill sets and the pillars that you, uh, you know, bring forth in your training? What should parents do before they call you for a session? Uh, what should what are some uh, talking points or tips that they should reflect upon to help with this process? Oh God, that is that is a great question, and I'll try to give a, a few. I would say that um, try to find out, and, and knowing that I'm I've done boo bad on this as a parent myself. So I, like I can be one way as a trainer, and then I go to my kids, I'm like I just messed that up royally. Um, try as much as you can to be detached from the outcome. I know that sucks. Like when they, when they, it's so awesome when they win the game for the team, even though we know it's statistically not, not possible that it is awesome to do, but try and be detached from that because then you can teach them to be detached from the outcome that it's, you know, about the process. So one of the things I always challenge parents with their kids is the, what are the two questions you ask right after a game? Like if you didn't get to go, how'd you do? How'd you do? Well, not even that, but like think about like the two most popular questions. I think if you weren't at the game, Oh, if you weren't, win or lose, win or lose. And how'd you play? Did you score? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or, or maybe for keeper, did you make a save? So yeah. outcome related. So I've tried just, just through, and I didn't do this before, but just through my training, I'm like, try to, try to ask your kids, did my you kids. Fun? Yeah. Did you have fun? Did how'd, you, how'd you feel you, about the game? Yeah. Were you a good teammate? Did you listen to your coach? Did you yeah. work hard? Um, what was hard for you? What was awesome for you? What frustrated you? Just to let them start to learn to process that. And you don't, the thing is, you don't need to tell them the outcome. They're going to tell you. They will tell you if they won and lost. And my seven-year-old will immediately ask for funnel fries at Lou Fuse Concession <laughs> Sandwich or Overpriced. Sorry, Lou Fuse, but that's a lot of money for some funnel fries. If she scores a goal, she will be like, yes. And then she knows I won't reward her for that, but she's like, and I worked really hard and I listened to everything. I was a good teammate. I'm like, and yeah, you get funnel fries. <laughs> so I was, she, 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 she's she, clever. She's on to the third pillar. She's, she's clever. She's very <laughs> yes. clever. Um, so that would be definitely one of them 
the other two, like if you guys said like, I do three 90 minute plus trainings when I do team training with, you know, I'm going to do one uh, this coming Friday night uh, with the Lou Fuse Girls Academy 2008. And it's, we're on pillar number two, growth mindset. But if they only gave me one slide and said you can only talk about one thing, Mm -hmm. um, the two most common things I see among, it doesn't matter, gender, age, sport, from individual sports like gymnastics and wrestling to team sports like soccer is self-talk. Their self-talk sucks. Um, and it sucks yeah. in two ways or one or both, <clears throat> one or both. One, it's not balanced. Like, so for every time you, you suck in a game, you've probably also done something good. You just typically, oh, yeah. typically do. So, and the other, the really the killer is generalization. So to come off of a game uh, and go, yeah. I sucked. And so I had a, I'll tell you, I have a volleyball player that I worked with. She's 12, I think maybe 13 now. And he's playing for, I don't know who the club is in town. And we had worked together for 18 weeks. That was my longest running player. Wow. Had a really good relationship. So by the time we, we get to this conversation, she's really frustrated. She came off a tournament. She's like, Ugh. I'm like, what happened? She's like, I sucked. I was awful. I'm like, you know, that's not going to fly. Like, tell me right. why you sucked. If you're going to suck, tell me why you suck. Well, when it finally came down to it, it took like 10 minutes of pulling it out of her, but she, she's a power server. And one, one game, she was off. So her power server was off. Hitting the net. Yeah. And it's not yep. good or, or out. Going long. Or going yep. long or whatever that was. Yep. She was not. And I was like, listen. So, and her team like performed really well. She was a good teammate. She never came off the court. Like all these other measures of success were there. She gave none of that. She was going to broad, broad stroke this with I sucked. And I said, even if you do something well, you have to know why. Like if you, if that was a good shot, right. why was it a good shot? What was it? My strike? Was it my plant foot? Was it my follow through? Did I land on the shooting foot? There's a million things you can say, you know, for a good, you also have to be that specific for the bad. We can fix specific. We, nobody can fix. I suck. Right. <laughs> so general is, is like a big that. one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just such a fascinating, uh, stressful world. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, juggling it because you know, the pressure on these kids today you know, whether it's at an academy level or CYC, I mean, shit, we've, we've joked about the sidelines at CYC fields oh, are I've been on. arguably more toxic than I had to report MLS a coach. next event. I, had to, I won't oh say who, God. but I had to report a coach for talking to um, my youngest on the field because she was scoring goals and it's not a big deal. Like it was fine, but it was like, yeah. you can't say that to yeah. her. She's not your player. <laughs> well, I'm, g- I'm going to shift gears. And just nothing happened to me. To you. Right yes. After that report. I mean, um, it was it was hearsay. Well, hold on. You took it out to the parking lot. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. There's two sides to every story. So, so I'm going to give you credit. You were cleared of that charge. But I'm glad you brought it up because this past weekend in Baltimore, after all of these episodes, both you guys, I'm going to put the two of you in a corner. <laughs> so on Saturday, here's what my fellow co-host did. Um, the, you know, at these events, the parents are instructed opposite side of the players. Oh, boy. And on the ends, nobody's supposed to be behind the goals. Correct. Right. Yeah. We weren't behind the goal, asshole. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that reaction tells you all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> We, Where were you? We, oh, you we were in Baltimore. Are, we were in Baltimore. Okay. We are the Save you're at sporting, you're kind of stuck. Are, you can't not be in Exactly. The you know, <laughs> not we have we, higher standards. You weren't there. No, no, exactly. We are the illustrious <laughs> soccer dads from the Soccer Dad Pod, and you're ruining our name because you got yelled at <gasps> by the no. referee. It was Zach. Yeah. It was not. 
<laughs> it Dude, was Zach. I believe it's on tape. What did you yell back? Okay, let me set the stage because <laughs> retelling I, no, no, the story. I, no, I, I, you talk about embarrassing. Uh, my son repeated the words to me because he was on the field. So we're oh no. in this park, the Maryland Sports Complex that has twenty three fields, and it's an, a, a nice park, Just but the fields are spread out all over the place. The field that we were on, the sideline where the parents were supposed to stand was a mosquito infested. Oh my God. I'm serious. I'm Are, serious. You're going you're gonna to gonna blame the no, bugs. No, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> Above the field on a little hill was a walking track. Behind the goal. No. <laughs> I, I will argue. It was not behind Planes. the goal. We, we were, were behind the parents. Let me let, let me sound. let me speed this up a little bit. No, because, let me because here's the thing. No, 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 no. Did, yeah. so did you guys get yelled at? Did you get yelled at? We did get yelled at. Maybe whiskey at this point. We we did get yelled at. My cleanse is over. The ref said, "Hey, you can't be behind the goal. You need to be on the sideline." So I clearly walked. Can we stop? Why he yelled at us? No. Yes, because a kid on the field. well, you act like he got hurt so bad. How do you know he did? Routine foul. And he, could have, he, could have, he, he was hurt for he, three minutes. We were losing the game. He could like have been And the ref yeah. came <laughs> up to the guy and was like coddling him, like, it's okay, take your time. Because we could hear, we were, we could just, the ref was yelling. And all of a sudden, the kid got up and I yelled, he's okay, folks. And, <gasps> and <laughs> by the way, yeah, none I mean, of this happens in a girls game. Yeah. Just want to oh say it. My, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's no. the only thing I did. No, that's the dads only thing are brawling at that point. So girls don't stay down that long. Let me finish the story. Because it's going to end, that it's is end very quickly. So after Jared said, he's okay, folks. Oh the ref gosh. said, you can't be behind the goal. So we said, okay. And we moved literally. We were not even anywhere near behind the goal. Uh, we we're going in to the even here. plane on the sidelines. And he still yelled. And I yelled back, just play the game. <laughs> we were not a part of it. I bet it. your kid loved that. Oh, he was. He was so excited so and happy for save it. your husband the pain. Fast forward to about the 110th minute. Your husband this. wasn't ref in Maryland, was he? Yeah. <laughs> you can yell at him. He's good. He's good. <laughs> I did. He refed me in college once and we had words. Uh, were they nice words? Nope. No, I don't uh, think so. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be on episode two <laughs> when we have you back. Uh, thank you. Is it over? It, it, oh, I'm not done. We, we have been, we've <laughs> I don't been go home. blasting here. Uh, <laughs> we're down here at Urban Chestnut having beers. Uh, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. Uh, t- tell, her, tell the listeners, where can they follow you? Oh, find gosh, it? yeah. Okay, so it's at Coach Jen MTD. Not MD. For Mind to Define. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> or I have a, well, it needs to be more than a contact page, but mindtodefine.com. That's awesome. Thank well, you. We appreciate your time. Uh, we will make sure catch up with you on everything that's going on down in the city. Oh, you know what? I forgot one very, very important question. How whack is Joey? <laughs> he's like a lot the of dude fun. Like he's pulling out <laughs> well, juggling I, I TikTok a, videos today. I, I just question. saw that today. I have a different question. I know you interviewed him because of the Kansas City thing, but you had the River City Ramblers on your show. You're on the short list. Okay, so, wait, but right. I'm going to go. up the level. Short you can bus. come we go. We're not studio. on any list. We're on. <laughs> but in studio, so it sounds like this. Because, you know, phone interviews suck. So in That's studio, true. you have yeah. to come in. They're okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. Thank you all. Thank you, Jen.